Hey guys, welcome to Jim and Tonic. I'm not sure what number we're on now. Four, um, what number pod? Four. Four. No way. Hey, we're flying. Okay. So, yes. Hi. How is your day going? Um, this is Shirley Smith. I am your host for today, although I will be talking a little bit more than normal. Um, we've got Tom here. I've got Paul here. I will let them introduce themselves to you. Over to you guys. Uh, yeah, I am Paul Andrews, owner of Paul Andrews Fitness. Um, I am an online PT. Uh, and when I'm not coaching people, I am calling bullshit on the <clears> fitness <throat> industry because there's a lot of it. So, yeah, that's me. Hello. And I'm Tom Jabot, and I own Morgan Jabot Health Services, and I do in-person and online personal training and nutrition, and I also do tennis mentoring. Fabulous. Thanks, guys. Okay, so um, we have decided today we're going to talk about the culture of dieting or culture of diets. Um, I, I have just mentioned, we've just had a chat beforehand, I've just mentioned that um, Instagram, Facebook have exploded today with um, offers of <clears throat> transformations in January uh, they're normally for 30 days six weeks three months um, so I just wanted to sort of share my story really um, having been probably engrossed in the diet culture for many many years without actually realizing it to be fair I looked back at um, my sort of history um, <laughs> and I just said to the guys that basically I uh, all those years I spent dieting, I'm actually the same size now as I was when I was um, 19, 20, uh, give or take a dress size-ish, but you know, pretty much, pretty much the same. So it does, it has made me realize that I was uh, eating in quite a disordered way um, for a number of years. So I'm gonna just let you into a little secret. So I know a lot of these stuff on Instagram, people are, this are very much in the press about how young people are getting influenced by these young other people on social media it's a lot of pressure for them and diddly do and diddly do but we didn't have photoshop and stuff like that um in my day when we were all uh, in our late teens we had real people um and a lot of the time it was things that were said uh, something that was done a comment on a photograph you name it that could trigger off years and i suppose really this this kind of goes out to people who've got sons, you know, um, any young men who are listening, really, you know, it's, it's quite telling that uh, my, myself and a lot of my friends have said that <clears throat> their problem with food or their obsession with their weight often started with one comment from a boyfriend, um, which the boyfriend would instantly forget and move on with his life and the relationship, but that would plant a seed. And, you know, it would make an impression and would be, you know, I know friends who have one particular body part they hate. To me, I'm like, I can't see a problem. One, one comment, maybe 35 years ago, they've always hated that. Do you see what I mean? So it's quite interesting because I thought about all the diets I've done. So I remember the first one after a comment was made, uh, I mean, it's crazy now I look back, but a comment was made on a photograph it was a photograph taken of me when I was 18 and I was on holiday in Portugal and I'd been there a couple of weeks when the photograph was taken. So I was really young, really slim. It's a great, great photograph against the white wall. And I remember my boyfriend at the time saying, like looking at these photographs, I was getting ready to go out and he he'd pulled them out of the drawer or something. I can't remember now. And I remember him looking through them. I was getting I wasn't looking at him. And I remember him saying, Oh, your legs don't look like that now, do they? 
And do you know what? That was it. In my head, I'm like, why don't they? What do I have to do? What do, I, do you see? And it was a very, very innocent comment. But, you know, it's something that he didn't think would be a big deal. Um, then the first diet I remember doing, me and my friend went to the local health shop <laughs> and decided to buy a pot of what I can only describe. Uh, now, now looking back, it, it was almost like, you know, the big things of protein powder that we would get, you know, online or whatever. Or whatever. It was kind of like that, but a little bit smaller. And it was like this really vile vanilla flavour. And you made it with water and you had that one for lunch, one for, uh, one for breakfast, one for lunch. And then you had a, a normal meal in the evenings. So this is what we started having. It was gross. And it was all fun and games until one, <laughs> one day <laughs> she just fainted in the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, she, we must have been on. I mean, they, they, they were 250 calories each with water. So 500 and then maybe... 400 calories in the evening we're probably on 900 calories a day for quite some time and you're working out at this point as well right <laughs> well i don't think we'd started going to the gym then i think we were we were at the sort of stage of like going to one class a week or something because we weren't we were only young we were only like 19 do you know what i mean so that was the start of it so that was the shakes and then so then life sort of went on and then i remember the next time um you know, was when I met who eventually became my husband, we, he was training all the time. He was like in the gym all the time. So that's how, that's how my sort of proper start of training started. Um, so then I was getting a lot of information about, you know, training and diet. Yeah. So, so I became like a, you know, a professional bodybuilder. <laughs> I didn't, I was not true. Um, but in my mind, I had. So I was like, you know, reading, all, getting all the muscle and fitness magazines, um, you know, reading all about the, the, the raw eggs and the, all this stuff. I mean, all this crazy looking back. I was so naive. I was only, I was so young as well. Um, so then you know, I, was, I would do a diet for a week out of one of the magazines. Um, then I did the Atkins, mm. which was great. I literally lost nearly all my body fat. <laughs> to the point i mean it, it was i was thin yeah. i mean i'm i don't consider myself a particularly big person now but i was two stone lighter under yeah. two stone lighter than i am now i was thin um but i looked great because i had a, i was permanently on the sunbed as well so i had a really good tan <laughs> so i kind of hid it well but we did the atkins for quite some time and i have to say i quite enjoyed that diet nothing like having bacon and eggs every morning can't beat it it was quite nice so then i did um for some reason i've done the tesco's diet online we did that for weeks um i've done weight watchers but i couldn't i, I couldn't keep up with the points i was getting really confused uh, i've done slimming world i did slimming world for two weeks um kept getting my red and green days the wrong way around and then i didn't really understand them anyway and I think at one point I was just living on sins because that was the food I liked. <laughs> and I was having way too much pasta, but there you go. Um, and then I've done Juice Plus. Um, Juice Plus actually, yeah, I don't mind it. Juice Plus, not from the shakes, but the capsules. So I, I kind of got, I've got a lot of good things to say about them because I think they're amazing. But um, 
they should never have gone down the shake route. They should have just stuck with what they knew. Um, yeah, so I've pretty much done every diet. Now, the point of this, why I'm sharing this with you, is that I, I am a perfect example of, per I'm a beautiful consumer of diet culture because I'm not a skeptic. I'm a, oh, that sounds good. I'll try that. You know, I'm not a, oh no. Oh no, I'm a skeptic, you know, because skeptics are only skeptics if they have to pay for it. If they're offered something for free, you'd be amazed how many skeptics are not skeptics anymore. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so, you know, I'm all, I, I also, I'm really glad I've done all of those diets because I know, I know what they taste like, how they feel, how they made me feel, uh, how, the system that goes on behind them. Uh, I know how much they cost. So, you know, if anyone was to come to me and ask my opinion, I can pretty much tell them how and what they're going to feel like and what it involves and stuff like that. Or, you know, not being a skeptic, um, I would support them if they were doing a plan like that. However, I would put in additional things to ensure that their nutrition was structured around the plan they've chosen to do. Does that make sense? Rather than say, don't do that. It's a load of bowl rubbish. It's not going to work. Um, I think they need to make their own mind up because I know I did. They, people do quickly. They move on, you know. Um, so I, I think my thing is that there's a lot, we're at a crucial time, all of us, where a new year is looming. You know what happens in January. Everyone starts on the 1st of January. Everyone has got a goal. They've got a plan. They've got... They are surrounded by people wanting to offer them miracles and all these wonderful things are going to happen by the end of January. They're going to start to see a massive difference in their body. They're going to, you know, they're going to have reached their first milestone, this, that, and the other. And I think my personal, I am going to um, pass on to you guys, but um, my personal um, thing I would say to people is, Educate yourself about food before you make a decision about how you're going to get your nutrition. Because my biggest learning curve was two years ago when I finally addressed the fact that I'd, I had disordered eating in the past was when I did my um, applied nutrition course through, the, um, through Phil Learnies Academy. Because I finally understood what food's role is in the body and how it actually works, yeah? And it's a units of energy. Your body doesn't know you're eating a croissant and your body doesn't know you're eating chicken. You, you're eat, it's energy and it takes it in and it, it dissects it and it moves it around and puts it where it's needed, yeah? Now, it took for me to, I mean, that course was heavy, you know, but it took for me to really understand the science of how my body works, what it needs, and the role of everything that, you know, all that nutrition that you'll need, you know, because then it sort of told me that, well, actually, you know, I now understand what I need to do. So I don't need to do fad diets and stuff like that. I just need to find out what works with me. What do I need now at this stage in my life? You know, to, to support my training I want to do, support my walking, support my everyday life, my mental health, you know, and, and that's what the course taught me what to do. So, 
my advice is before you spend money or you know spend a lot of hours trying to work out how many points you're allowed or how many sins you can have that day maybe spend that time actually learning about nutrition you know do a very very good quality course not a government run one um, uh, do a very good quality nutrition course that actually teaches you why you need certain foods what they're going to do for you um, and to learn about what your body needs and then you can then make uh, an educated uh, decision about what you do next i don't know if you would like to comment on that yeah i think like for me i, I think you absolutely smashed it there i think everything you said i totally agree i think the biggest thing that i would say especially running up into like january and and this time of year is that this time of year is no different to any other time of year and that's what people need to understand is that a diet is not a diet where you can get results in 30 days and then you're done with it like a diet is sustainability and so it's, it's a way that you manage your daily intake of food in order to reach a goal with your own physique and the more educated you are like you said the easier it is for you to attain that goal but every single person is individual so what diet would work for me and my lifestyle and my body those are two big factors like i have a different lifestyle and a different and a different body genetic makeup so let's say paul right we're same age um, but my lifestyle was different to his and my genetic makeup is different to his and the way that I, um, I don't like this, this, this phrase, but I think it's a common one. The relationship, my relationship with food is different to his. So I'm going to like things that I like, and he's going to like things that he likes. So a diet quote unquote, a, a way of eating should be tailored to that individual. Mm-hmm. And the, the biggest thing that you can do to can take control of that is to educate what you need, the basic, the foundation of what your body needs to enable to function, like your protein intake, how many calories you're going to need, you know, and then making sure you're getting things like, um, you know, vitamins and minerals, but it's actually very easy to get if you're eating enough vegetables and fruit throughout the day. And it's, it's extremely easy to understand this stuff. There's tons of stuff on, on, online from very accredited people. Um, but I would think my biggest point would be understanding that there is no good and bad food. And I think that's where most diet culture comes from, is it makes enemies of certain foods. Demonizes is the word, isn't it? Yeah, it demonizes certain foods, and it says these foods, the other foods are the ones that you need to stick with. Now, obviously, if you're looking at being able to control your calories, which is what most sustainable diets are going to do, they're going to be able to control calories, so you'll be able to, you'll be able to sustain your, your, your physique, right? Or get to your certain goal. There are going to be some foods that are very dense in calories and some foods that aren't dense in calories. So you can have a group of foods that you can eat a lot of and you can have a group of foods that you can eat a, a little bit of or a medium amount of. And then you can have a group of foods that, hey, look, if you eat a lot of these foods, you're not going to be able to eat much because they're going to cost you too much on your calorie intake for the day. But you can still eat them, right? And then you look at the foods you like and you, you put, maybe put them to those three categories. You say, right, the the bulk of my food should be in this, these you know, low-calorie-dense foods. And then I start to sprinkle in the other stuff that I like. If you've got a diet after 30 days, you're dying to get off, you're never, ever, ever going to stick to that diet. And you're never going to be able to stick to the, the, to the body that you got to maybe for that 30 days. Because we all know that these 30-day diets, they work, right? They put you in a ridiculous calorie deficit. You'll burn, yep. you'll burn a lot of fat. You're, you're, uh, you'll get your weight down. But the problem for me is a successful diet is the stage afterwards. 
it's not it's not losing the weight because losing the weight in re- in, in reality is actually pretty simple. Put yourself in a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. Can you sustainably keep that weight off? That's the main thing I think most people need to be understanding. It's not hey, let's get fit for thirty days. It's hey. Let me teach you how to get fit in 30 days. And then for the rest of your life, you can stay fit, you know? Yeah. And I think that's where the diet culture completely misses. It reels you in and then just lets you go. And now you've got to swim in this big, wide open water and you have no idea how to swim. There's a great quote um, I'm about to share with you guys today. <laughs> and it said, if you've already thought about how long you can keep this up for, I can tell you now, your approach Absolutely. to losing weight is not going to work. Simple. Yeah. Completely agree. And just to follow it, to actually strip back on what, what you've both said, the issue with the diet culture, the industry in general, is that there's two things people need to appreciate. You have the principle required to achieve the result and then the yeah. method of applying that principle and what the industry has become is a thousand different methods to achieve a basic principle. So to drop body fat, if we just look at that, you need, you, you need to be in an energy deficit or a caloric deficit. So consuming less calories than you burn, you can do whatever you want, any diet method out there. But if you're not consuming less calories than you're burning, you will not lose fat. The trouble that we've got is that as an industry in general, there's so many fads, there's so many products, there's so many different things out there being positioned as the key to fat loss that people don't realize what goes behind it. And people are starting to attribute a method as the principle. And they're starting to look at certain ways of creating a deficit as being the fundamental element for fat loss. And so they're not looking at it from the right perspective. They're not approaching it from a mindset of this is my goal I want to achieve. Is this method going to be something that I can stick to long-term and enjoy? They just look at it and go, this will get me there quickest because we're everybody's hungry for progress and hungry for results. And if you're doing the wrong method, you end up just hungry. Um, (laughs) Good, right? Um, but this is this shit out there and and again like i completely agree with you shirley and that i've done so many different approaches to trying to drop body fat in the past i've done different meal replacement shakes herbal shy isogendix um i've done cutting out carbs before it was called keto i've done intermittent fasting when it was just called don't have breakfast um <laughs> I've, I've done these things and I've never enjoyed any of them because ultimately they're so unsustainable that you, you can't stick to it for a long time. I used to work with a chap who was massive, massive, massive fan of keto. And he would rant and rave about how great he felt after doing a 10 day water fast. And I'm sat there thinking to myself, why? Like, fine. If it works for you and you enjoy it, fine, have at it. But the trouble is, is, unfortunately that with those kinds of very extreme diets a they don't teach you how to manage your overall caloric intake so once you've reached your goal you have no idea about how to sustain it they're not long-term things but also the people that go to the extremes with them because they get good results invariably try to preach and convert 
anyone they can to their way of thinking, which then sets up an unrealistic expectation that you can just go and do something mad for a few weeks and suddenly you've got great results. And, and again, to pick up on the point that, that you made, Tom, even if you do something short term for 30 days and it's quite extreme, th what you would at the very least, what you should aim to achieve in that period is an, a, a decent understanding of what your body needs Yeah. in order to apply that for the long term. And I say this to everybody that I've ever coached people that I've never worked with who've asked me for a bit of advice. And I say it on social media for, for anyone that wants to listen is when you're thinking about your approach and your, your diet, the first thing we need to appreciate is we all already have a diet. What we eat in general yeah. is our diet. It's either a good or a bad diet. Food in general is neither good nor bad. As Tom said, you've got stuff that's nutrient dense, lower calorie, stuff that's calorie dense, lower nutrient value. But ultimately getting a good mix and a variety is, is going to be good for everybody. But we're conditioned to believe that some foods are evil and the devil needs to be avoided. Other foods you can eat as much as you want and never get gain body fat. When in reality, what we actually need to be doing is looking at our diet in general and saying, does this fit for what I want to achieve? Yeah. Does it match my energy output for the goal I'm trying to achieve? If you're happy with how you look and you want to maintain, then make sure your calorie intake is level with what you burn. If you want to drop body fat, make sure it's less than what you burn. And if you want to put on a bit of size, make sure it's more than what you're burning. Yeah. And as soon as people start to realize and understand this, that actually it's not that food is good and food is bad. It's not that you need to do extreme things. It's that you, all you need to do is have a good look at your actual diet and improve its quality. You can achieve an awful lot more. Um, and that's probably where I'm mo sort of most passionate about in terms of my work that I do with people. And, and probably what's slightly different between you and I, Shirley, is, is that I, I actively tell people that the unsustainable stuff is shit and to steer clear of it because I've done it myself. I know it doesn't work, but I also hate the fact that all of the, the diets out there, whether it's your slimming worlds and your weight watchers groups, whether it's your product based stuff like Herbalife and juice plus and that kind of stuff, or whether it's um, more the, the diets themselves, things like keto and that kind of stuff. The, the reason why I'm so adamant that people should not fucking bother is because each and every one of those things is keeping the consumer at arm's length from what they actually need to be doing. And most people just want to work towards their goal and see progress. And if you can still do that whilst eating the food that you love by just having a better understanding of what your body needs, yeah. it would mean that as a global population, we could all improve our overall health, all get like less fat, get no, i don't want to use the word slimmer that's not the right word because it's not about being skinny but take like, up a bit less space yeah absolutely <laughs> um whereas, and, and also you know less pressure on the nhs which is a, a big theme this year well if this year has taught us anything it's the fact that we, we've all as a collective global society we've all had to spend a fuckload of this year locked indoors because the majority of us are have eaten ourselves into a condition where we're likely to die if we catch what is effectively a bad flu. Thank um, you. And that for me is madness that as an industry, as a global population of governments that 
we're not addressing the fact that actually it's really simple to help people improve their health. And if you actually regulate the industry and get rid of the ability that you can have, you know, Jean who's 47 and works in an office and has never ever worked in the fitness industry, but sells a meal replacement shake, giving out health advice to people. It's, it's the, it's literally the, the equivalent of the bloke around the corner opening up his own GP office and trying to help you with your fucking syphilis by going, Oh, I've got this wonderful little thing I bought. Like it's £150 a, yeah, it's 150 pounds a month. And if you want to sell it to people as well, you can become a GP. Like, no, it's every other industry is regulated. And that's where I think I'm probably getting quite heated with this, but um, it means a lot to me. I, it's, I, I just I I feel, feel the heat. Yeah. I think it's important to be a safe place for those that want to get results, to get accurate information. And then if you want to go down the route of doing meal replacement shakes or doing keto, whatever it is, at least you understand why you're doing it and how it works so that you can make it work for you rather than, being told and dictated to that this is the best way to drop fat because ultimately all of the methods out there are bullshit if if you're not in a deficit so even if you're doing like a like you were with the the meal replacement shakes and you're having two a day if you still go and eat two thousand calories for dinner guess what those two shakes are pointless and the trouble is when as an industry there's not enough people trying to educate on on what actually causes fat loss and we did actually talk last but week. I think the, the... Didn't we, Tom? We talked about the unlimited pasta. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, you know, the important thing here is that the consumer is the victim here. And the, the industry, as Paul rightly has, has addressed, is, is the one that is keeping it at arm's length. And it's not the consumer's fault. And I think a lot of the time the... Uh, the blame is shifted to consumer that, oh, they're silly because they're doing these diets or um, they're not supposed to know. They're not supposed to know. That's, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's our job. And the reason we're doing a podcast like this is to educate people in order to be able to, for them to make educated decisions with the things that are out there in the industry. And I think it's really, really important. Like you said, Paul, if it works for you, it works for you. But I think you need to do the research. You need to get the education, whether it's through a podcast, but through um, YouTube is a fantastic one. Understand what you need and then develop your own system in order to keep sustainability there. The problem is if you don't put a little bit of effort into trying to figure out you know, how much protein intake you're probably going to need for your weight and size, how many calories you're going to need for your weight and size and your activity level you're fighting a losing battle because you're set up to lose because the industry doesn't want you to win. If no. the industry, if you won, if everybody was in shape, the fitness industry and all the fad diets would go out of business because if everybody was just educated, none of us are on fad diets anymore. We were, I, we've all done it. I've had the same thing. I was terrified of carbs for years, right? Because of all the stuff. And, and, and Jared, I think you, you mentioned a really good point is not just social media, it's also people around you that will say, oh, don't do that. Oh, you should do this. Yeah. Ooh, do that. Yeah. And I think that's great. If you want to share your experiences with each other, fantastic. But you cannot, you cannot say that I cannot go to Paul and go, hey, you should do intermittent fasting because it worked for me. Because it's just, as I said before, two completely different people with two completely different lifestyles and activity level 
and we do things differently. You can say to them, hey, look, this worked for me. And these are the reasons why. And Paul can make an educated um, assumption whether that's going to work for him or try it. Again, I've tried lots of diets. And by the time I've got to where I am now, I've failed, succeeded, failed, succeeded, taken little bits from each one and gone, actually, you know what? This is the best way for me to do it. And I bet you in five years time, I'm probably doing it better than I am now. Because again, continuously looking at new, new things that are coming out, continuously trying to educate myself, not just through doing courses. Yes, we're all in education. We all continue our education, but we can educate ourselves by listening to people who are more educated than us, use that information well, to be able to we all apply it follow, to us. We all follow the same people, don't we? People like Ben Coomer and, and Ben Carpenter. You know, they, they literally, they know their shit. And, yeah. and they think, they're real, they've been a real help to me. A real, I, I just love, I love their videos. They're very short, very snappy, very to the point. And they're very, very much sort of thing that you do, Paul. You know, it's that, that short, snappy, to the point. This is how it is. This is how you do it. You know, if you want to know more, ask, you know. And I think, I think that's what we, we all have to do is just say to people that we are here to educate you on how to recognise what your body needs especially women like look you know women go through so many different weird hormonal changes and phases in their life and i know for a fact you know um one uh i won't say what it was but one particular program i followed a couple of years ago it happened to, to coincide which was a very confusing time for me which was perimenopause when i was going through all sorts of weird shit and part of the program is to do cleanse days supported by products okay and i'll tell you now when you're going through perimenopause and your hormones are all over the place the last thing you want to do to your body is not eat anything for two days i was messed up i don't think i've ever felt so bad in my life and you know it's good though because i know that doing things like that is not good for people going through menopause don't cleanse you don't need to cleanse you know have a shower you know yeah. <laughs> to help our, our cleanse our fucking and detox our bodies as but this is what you're saying you know, just you know if something doesn't feel good you know don't i did two days if something doesn't feel good on day one why would you do two days why 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 oh because the program said so that's a really good point there is that if there's if there's something that pulls up a red flag like it tells you that you've got to fast for two days or you should only eat 500 calories or the, the shake one is amazing five to me. Two, five two, five two diet, yeah. Yeah, like you do you do two shakes, you do two shakes in a day, and then you can eat whatever for dinner. For me, those things are red flags. They don't sound right. And and when you're looking at um, you know, people who are sustainable in their diets, and there's lots of people out there who do promote fantastic information out there. It's out there for you to go and go. Okay, well, let me see if there's any there's any substance behind this. You know. Are, are these, these very educated people selling shakes? No, they're not. So again, there's red flags that are all over the place that so you can just go do a little bit of research into it. Just do under the surface layer research and say, well, what is the benefit of fasting for two days? And then when you get a load of contradicting information, say, probably this hasn't been studied well enough. I probably shouldn't be doing this. I think it's probably as simple as that. Yeah, and there's two points that I really want to make on that. Um, firstly, from the, the shake seller perspective, uh, looking at your Herbalife's and your Juice Pluses, when we take advice in every other sector, finance, whatever it is, you tend to take advice from people who are doing a good job. 
unfortunately, if you look at the majority of people that sell the likes of Juice Plus, Herbalife, Isogenics, Arbon, and Boombod is a great example because they use Gemma Collins to sell it and ooh, big. Um, the majority of people who sell it are not in great shape. And that oh, no. is a big indicator. Yeah. Because if, if, if the person who is telling me you need to do this because it's great for fat loss doesn't have a great physique, red flag. I wouldn't go to a financial advisor who's in debt because what's he going to tell Absolutely. me? And again, or in uh, Paul. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is the fitness industry, us, like people, the fitness professionals, we often get labeled as vain and lots of like negativity around the fact that we, we strive for like what we would consider the perfect physique and not everybody's the same, but quite a lot of people who work in the fitness industry do have that desire to achieve the very best physique they can. But the reason why the majority of people in the fitness industry have those physiques and aren't mm -hmm. selling those products is because those products don't get you to those physiques. And unfortunately the industry aiming more at selling products than it is actual actual helpful advice and um again there was another point that i wanted to to make i'm, I'm conscious of, of time we've got about five minutes um with regards to, um the the shakes and, and what have you and i've forgotten what it was so come back to me <laughs> well, yeah i mean i'll jump i'll, I'll jump in there and we'll talk about the, minutes, the vanity and stuff like that i mean again yes uh, you know, if you are someone who works out, if you are someone that is trying to get in shape, then yes, you, you may be classed as a little bit of vain. But your body is one of the most important things you're ever, actually, probably the most important thing you're ever going to be gifted in life. Oh, we're losing you. And, it, and it's up to us to look after it, guys, about when you go too far. No, we're losing you, Tom. But, you know, being on a you know, I hate the word diet, but let's say if you in so many more ways, not just the way you look, it's going to be the way you function, the way you feel that you do. You lost me. Uh, we can sort of hear you, but we lost your camera. It's all right. Paul's lost his memory and we've lost your, your face. <laughs> oh, there you are. Right. I'm now back. we can't hear you. Oh, there you are. Got four minutes. We did get what you were saying, yeah. I don't know where I got to in my... In my... We lost you. You, were, you yeah. went a bit... So I think, yeah, just, again, like, be a little bit vain and look after yourself. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Have an ego for yourself. You know, because like I said, you know, that's what my whole ethos is, as you both know, is, is, the, is used now to build the strong body to keep you independent when you're older. So be vain. Well, you've, you know, got, you've got two choices, haven't you? When you get to old age, you're either going to be the person that's uh, still very active and fit and leads a relatively normal life, or you're going to be the person that needs a hand out of bed and needs your ass wiped by another human being. And the choice okay. is yours. Like it, what you do today will dictate it. And I, a phrase I love at more, mostly at this time of year, because it's when people start to think more about it or going into January, but I use it all the time is the best time to get started on your fitness journey was like last week, last year, yesterday. The second best time to start is now. Like people will go into January and they'll be like, oh, new year, new me. You can't afford to approach new year, new me. Like it should be a conscious effort every day. 
But again, the industry makes people believe what they have to do is extreme and restrictive and all these elimination diets. And it has to be so difficult that they don't want to stick to it long term. They don't think they want that lifestyle because they like to be able to eat cake or have a takeaway. And the reality is you, you can do all of that and still reach your goals. You just need to be a bit more consistent, a bit more disciplined and probably more patient than expecting to drop 20 years of overeating in 21 days. Thank you, Paul. Girls, and I think on my last well, point, we'll Paul, on, on what we'll you said. We've got a couple of minutes, so we'll finish on, on what you would like to say. Yeah, so I think, you know, when you talk about new year, new me, don't, don't start 100 miles an hour. Ease yourself into things. Like, don't start January 1st and have to be on the most perfect diet possible. Like, that's not sustainable. So just make sure when you do start, when you do start to make a change, ease your way into it. Start to introduce habits that you feel like you can, you can cope with at the time. And then as you get better and better, you know, start to build on that. And then as you're a year or two down the road, you're way more experienced at it. You, you've refined the process way better. But I feel people, when they start 100 miles an hour, they set themselves up to fail. So my advice there would be, if you want to make the change today, like, I said, like Paul said, start slow and build up and then i think you're 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 setting yourself up to succeed rather than fail there brilliant right we're going to leave it there guys that was really really good uh really really informative and i'm sure a hell of a lot of people are going to really relate to everything we've said today so i think it was a brilliant choice of subjects um so yeah we'll say goodbye for today uh have a great weekend and take care of yourselves all right and we'll 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 go plan for next time Love Cheers. you. Chin chin.